Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. guys we're back steven and sp3 we're gonna talk some mighty ducks game changers if you want to get the, the show rolling here and uh, kind of introduce what we're doing here and you know do your thing sp3 it's good to be back good to see you man yes great to see you on another friday jensen a little bit sooner than we usually do we do these every once a month talking about TV movies from either present or the 90s. And today we are going to be discussing the Mighty Ducks Game Changers season two. And, and I guess we'll be talking about how these characters fit into the Mighty Ducks lore and the history of the Mighty Ducks. So if you're a Mighty Ducks fan, this is the podcast for you. How are you feeling, Jensen? This feels like a full circle moment. Because the first podcast right. we ever did together was about the Mighty Ducks Game Changers season one. That's so true. That's when we met each other. Like that's that's a uh, that was like me, you, Joe, and Jeremy. Right? It was a yeah. Was was, was, was Bob or like Crosby or anyone on that? No, it was, no, it was, it was me, me, you, Joe, and um, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was an epic podcast. That was like probably one of my favorite podcasts I've ever been a part of. And Absolutely. I, and I remember like. A few minutes into it, it clicking with both of us, we're like, wait a second, I'm pretty sure we're like the same person. <laughs> <laughs> like, where did you get this this clone of a different shade? Uh yeah. Jeremy Joe. <laughs> it's an alternate universe, like like it's a, it's a total parallel universe type scenario where it's like, oh shit, there's a dude out there who's like exactly like me, who uh is in all the same stuff. This is awesome. Um, and yeah, we were really able to deep dive um you know mighty ducks uh game changer season one and then um of course you know we you know when we both found out we were into degrassi and all the other stuff that we were it's just like all right this is a no-brainer like we gotta we gotta do more stuff um so yeah man i'm glad we're back here unfortunately we only have like 50 minutes or so from now because you know i gotta do the shoot job today um but that should give us plenty of time to give our thoughts on uh on the second season of game changers Yes. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Mighty Ducks Game Changers Season 2. If uh, you aren't aware, of course, Mighty Ducks is a very, very famous uh, trilogy of movies by Disney uh, in the 90s. Kind of the bad news bears of the 90s you know, when it came to hockey. Uh, you know, it was about a, a down-on-his-luck lawyer who had to do community service. Uh, he, he teaches kids how to play hockey. They're the suckiest hockey team. And through the weirdest 
type of training possible. He somehow gets them to the Wee championship. He goes off and plays professional hockey for a bit. He gets injured. He comes back. He gets that same team to the junior Goodwill Games, uh, and they win that championship as well. Because of that fame, he becomes, I guess, a big coach or representative. I forgot that weird explanation at the, part <laughs> they, of the beginning of part yeah. three. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he basically becomes a part of, like, the junior Goodwill Games. And then I think just, like, I, it sounds like he was a part of that for, like, quite a while like, yeah that's that was that's what was the strangest and the hardest thing to put together for me and you about season one i remember was like like wh- how did it go from him being like in this great position being a part of the goodwill games to like they said that he like you know he was he he, he got like shunned and he was like down on his luck again when we when we returned to him in game changers after all these years but it was because he like had like essentially like illegally helped like recruit someone or like help yeah. help. It was a kid who was, who was I, under actually, I actually rewatched uh, the season, like the first couple of episodes of season one. And he, him, was he, it he, he, on tape or something? For yeah, he bought, he needed tape for his stick and he bought him tape for his stick. And that was against kind of the rules. So he was told to kind of resign from his position at uh, St. Paul College. That's where he was. Uh, right. He was the head coach for the hockey team there. Uh, so yeah, then the team in part three, they go to a new school, they become the main team there, they feud with the varsity team. It's not the best movie, it's probably the worst of the trilogy. Uh, easily the worst of the trilogy, easily, yeah, yes, easily the worst of the trilogy. It also included the, the most. So, I was I actually was thinking about this yesterday, SP3. I was like, I wonder if, if when they show that movie now, if they cut the like. In a children's movie, when you think about it, remember that scene where like Luis Mendoza is like crawling under the table, like yes, chick? yes, they're like he's like looking at their panties under their skirts and stuff. And I was like, that definitely doesn't age well. You know what I mean? Like, there's some weird stuff going on. And I'm like, That's against their will, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's like just kind of really. I was just thinking about that the other, the other day. Actually, I was just like. That's really weird that I was in a kids' movie and like, like it really doesn't hold up now for sure. No. Um, anyway, that, that, but that isn't just this movie. There's so many things like that in all these Disney movies from the past. With like there's these little things where you're like that wasn't for kids. What the hell, what was what are you going for on that? Anthony, good to see you. There's a lot of those moments in, in a lot of these Disney movies. Hey, Anthony, what's going on? Uh, and, but then we that brings us to the 21st century with Mighty Ducks Game Changers. So we're introduced to Evan, who's, I guess, a kid in Minnesota. They don't really say. He wears Minnesota jersey, so I guess he's there from Minnesota. So he's a kid in Minnesota. He plays for the new Mighty Ducks, which is this kind of, like, big powerhouse, uh, you know, uh, big uh, big company presented by Hendrix Hockey, and they had the big arena. They are 10-time district champions, and they are basically the Hawks in part one of the Mighty Ducks. That's basically who they are now in the 21st century. Evan's a part of the team. He's not the best player on the team. He's considered the worst player on the team, so he's cut. His mom, Alex, snaps on the the coach and decides that uh, basically, don't bother. You don't bother, sir. Uh, (laughs) And creates a team for Evan to get their next door neighbor, Nick, 
who is the who was the podcast host for like the Mighty Ducks hockey team, but now he just you know does it for uh, you know everything and for even did it in the Don't Bother's uh, <laughs> uh, locker room after a loss. Then they recruit a whole bunch of kids from their school. They also recruit a girl that was on the uh, Mighty Ducks team, Sophie. <laughs> they recruit Sam, uh, Coop, uh, Maya. There's, there's a couple of different characters that aren't a part of season two, but <laughs> moving on, yeah. we they get to, they actually become a team, get together, but that's due to the help of finding a hockey rink that is owned by Gordon Bombay, of course, the coach of the original Mighty Ducks team, but he's disgruntled. Like we said, he had a situation where he was kind of uh, thrown out of a school and kind of couldn't coach anymore, so he became disgruntled and hated hockey once again, so he was right back to where he was in part one. So through basically Alex, Evan, and this team, he's able to find his love in hockey again. He's able to help them learn how to play hockey, and they're able to make it to the to the finals. But because Sophie uh, has a bad knee, they're not able to compete in that final game. So the Mighty Ducks win, but then they get into this whole big argument. They have one final game at the, the ice rink that Gordon Bombay owns, and it's not for the championship championship because the mighty ducks already had that it's for the name of the mighty ducks so they play that game and the don't bothers win so they're their new mighty ducks and that brings us to season two you want to intro how we got into season two here that is i think that is one of the best recaps of mighty ducks (laughs) law in nine less than minutes yeah that was very very well done and the only thing that i want to add to that for the og mighty ducks fans the Ice Palace that they're playing these games at that Bombay owns was gifted to them by uh, by Yon. Yon, they, they said. Yes. So yes. from from D two. So at least there's a little bit in like Hendricks, you know, running the the Mighty Ducks. That's obviously a callback to Hendricks yes. Hockey Apparel. So like they, the, they they did a good job in season one of kind of like some callbacks. Yeah, to the, the kids go to District Five Middle <laughs> School. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. So yeah, that that was that was cool that they worked those in. Now season two, there wasn't as we'll get into that. Like there's some stuff that I really there was some stuff I really liked about the season. Then there was some stuff that really bothered me about the season. So like I'm I'm interested in. Uh, well, go after that. Tell tell the people the biggest thing that's different about season two of okay. Game Changers because you've been talking about it even before season two of Game. You were the first person that told me this was happening, mm. and I dreaded watching season two i will say off the bat it wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be but yeah the biggest difference about season two yeah so the biggest uh, the obvious glaring hole here is there is no emilio emilio estevez gordon bombay is not a part of the show um now i'm not gonna sit here and like defend or whatever like that whole that whole situation i'm just gonna say what it sounded like happened the short story of it is he didn't want to be vaccinated because he actually did get COVID really badly the first season that they filmed. And he was like, I just don't want to, it wasn't only that he didn't want to be vaccinated. I don't think he just wanted to be around people. He just didn't feel safe doing the show because he got COVID really bad during season one. So he was just like, I'm just not doing the show. I'm not being around people. Um, and I think I had read initially that he had had creative control, like issues with what they were doing with the show. But then I read later that that wasn't true and that it was strictly because he didn't want to get COVID again. Now, um, that 
I think it was smart that they did this season this way because it leaves the door open if there is a season three that they can go right back to the Ice Palace. They even acknowledge it in the first episode of season two when the Bash Brothers reunite and they are fixing yeah. the Ice Palace. Um, they never mention uh, they never mention um, Portman by name, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, but you just know who he is, like because he's just with Fulton. He's like, "Hey, this is the first day I'm doing this job," and it was just like, "That's totally Portman." Like, what? And then, like they put the bandanas on. Um, so like, I'm obviously you know, marked out for that, but like, so yeah, no Bombay and obviously no Bombay that, that, that's right there. You just close the door on like any reason for like Charlie to reappear, any reason for the rest of the ducks to like really reunite. Like, so it really like no Bombay means there's really no tie to like the originals at all. Really? Yes. Now there's ways you can make that work. Like we'll talk about it in a second. I thought coach Cole was a really good character. Just like I thought Coach O'Ryan was a really good character. But both of those guys were totally different, like, replacements for Bombay. Um, yeah. Like, Coach O'Ryan was, like, the the guy who was just, like, very, like, protective and wanted to keep the kids' defense because he's had, like, tragedy happen in his life. And he wants to prepare them for, like, the, like the curveballs life's going to throw them. And the way that he does it isn't, like, Bombay with, like, <coughs> having fun and, like, the little duck tricks. It's about being, like, practical and, like, actually preparing. Yeah. With, with Coach Cole, he's a lot more like Bombay in the sense of like he's definitely trying to slide in on hockey moms just like he is. So like he totally got that. You know <laughs> he's what I totally mean? got that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So slide like, in on a yeah. hockey mom vibes. There was a but lot of Bombay a, vibes in 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 Cole. He was more like uh, the beginning in, in the beginning of season two. He's more like a drill sergeant. He's yes. more like that. So he's also different from uh, Coach O'Ryan. So I like that they kind of distinguished, uh, you know, uh, made him different from Coach O'Ryan as well as uh, Coach Bombay. But I definitely agree with you. I definitely got the, the slide into mom's DM, slide yeah. into mom, period, type yeah. of vibes from Coach Cole. Yes. Now, now that said, Coach Cole, there was a lot of layers to that character, and I, and I liked it. You know, some of it was con- kind of confusing and, like, kind of contradicted itself, but, like, you know, his whole thing was basically that he was, like, kind of such a hard-ass because, you know, he really wanted his son, because his son was super talented, who we're about to talk about, uh, Jace, but yeah. um, they had lost their mom. Uh, I, I don't know if they said how. It was, like, a sickness or something, I believe. She died, you know, with, with you know, obviously young, and he um, – and, and Coach Cole is, like, fighting this internal struggle of like, you know, cause he was a former NHL player himself. So he's like, yeah. he's kind of living vicariously through his son, but his son really just like misses his mom and like really just needs a dad. So like, there's kind of, that's kind of the whole conflict there of like, this guy's running this whole hockey camp and his son's the best player, but he's got this glitch in his shot because he owned gold himself, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> um, that was they, great. Like, they showed the video of it. I was like, Oh, that's funny. Like, Oh no. So anyway, if you want to, if you want to like get into like how, whatever, like uh, order you want to go, go through this, but like, um, I just want to throw that off the top. I really hope that season three, like if there is a season three, which I really hope that they do Bombay's back. Cause they also left it open to where they don't really need coach Cole again. If they get Bombay, like they wrap that up yeah. pretty well. They so, did. Like, they did wrap it up very pretty well, but I would, I would love, you know, I know that a lot, you can tell by the direction of season two, a lot of the focus, if they do continue the series, is going to be more and more on the kids. But yeah. I don't want them to get away from, you know, 
Alex and the fact that they can they can potentially have a love triangle with where they left things with Bombay at the end of season one and where she went to with Coach Cole in this season. I think they developed that relationship yes. a little bit more where they kind of opened ended the Bombay and Alex type of story there. Yeah. Well, and, um, you know, Bombay got a hug at the end of the season Coach Cole was getting like more. He was kisses. getting made out with before the yeah. season ended, and, yeah. and then at the end of the season, they were sneaking around with each other. And I'll say this, back. right? I'll say this too. I I I knew who Josh Dumel was prior to Game Changers. Um, I didn't really know much about him. Like I just knew who he was. I knew what he looked like. I'd seen him and stuff. Um, over the years, but I just I couldn't I couldn't tell you like another show or a movie that like I've seen him. In. I just like knew who he was and. I, he's a really good actor like he really is i mean obviously this is like a weird thing for me to be like saying that about because like this kid show on disney plus i'm sure he's done stuff that's like way more esteemed and stuff but like he's a he's obviously a very good actor and i also found out during the season that he's a lifelong minnesota vikings football fan just like i am so like i actually really like josh jamel i like his role on the show i'm definitely not like saying to replace bombay because bombay is like I mean, there's like there's my dad who like actually raised me, and then like there's Coach Bombay who like taught me a lot of life <laughs> lessons along the way. So like you know, I, I owe a lot to, to to Coach Bombay, but like um, he's a very big part of my childhood. But but I I do have to, given that that they there was no Emilio, like they were not gonna get him. They had to they had to do something else. I think that Josh Jamal is probably the best possible person they could have had to like replace him, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk more about his character, since we kind of have covered a lot of uh, when what he went through and how they kind of like developed and they kind of pulled back layers, I think they did a good job of kind of fully developing, you know, his character, especially at the end when they're supposed to have the the final game between uh, Team Dominate and the Mighty Ducks and the kids just decide to go, you know, enjoy summer finally after Alex the whole season said this is summer mm-hmm. camp. They should be enjoying summer. They finally did it when it was the final freaking game of the of the season. Uh, they decided to go out and play, and instead of getting mad, he just jumps into the water, and then Animal. he has that he has that that nice moment where we learn more about the you know the mother and stuff with him and Jace. So yeah, that was uh, I, I that that felt like we earned those moments by the end because of how they started off with the Coach Cole character. Yeah, I agree. And also, I want to give a shout out to Alex, because I think Alex is a good character, too. Like, yeah, I know. I know that there are people out there that have criticisms and I don't want to go down this whole rabbit hole. But I know there's a lot of people, people that are probably listening to this right now. Good friends of mine, even that, that feel this way. And I, and I get it. Like, but I know Disney and other movies have done a lot of things recently where they're like really reboot stuff. And I don't like most of the reboots that I've seen, especially like Space Jam 2 really bugged me. And oh, stuff. God. But like a lot of these movies and TV shows, what it seems like is they're like. A lot of the like the male characters have been recast by like female characters, and I know like in Disney, it was like okay, we're gonna have a new hockey coach, but it's gonna it's not gonna be it's gonna be the mom, not like the not the dad. They're gonna do something different, and I think she works really well. So I think it's like a good example of like just because things change and stuff that you like doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna be bad just because there's a change. Like I think Alex is a good character, and she and she is a good like she's good as the coach of the Mighty Ducks. It's just the the reason that I think it's important to have like a Josh Jumel or like an Emilio Estevez is just because it isn't because that Alex is a woman. It's because her character doesn't really know hockey, but like, she's like learning yeah. along the way, but she's like, you know, so she kind of needs like that, 
Like that's why they had to get Bombay to begin with. Like she's like, I don't know how to coach these kids. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? So she, so he's like, he's the one kind of really coaching, but she's the one like, she's the one coaching more like the life side of it. Like like exactly. her like, being a good parent, and 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 Bombay was like kind of teaching them how to play hockey. This was kind of the same way. She was like the uh, she eventually obviously was coaching in the season two, but she was like she came in as like the like the guidance counselor or whatever she was supposed to be for the camp and yeah. like josh jumel was like the coach of the whole thing like really teaching them hockey so that's the only reason i say that now how they started the season where like alex was some like hockey prodigy that like made it to like some like professional level as a woman so then it'd be a different thing because i'd just be like yeah oh she's a she's a hockey player so like this makes sense that she's coaching a hockey team as a hockey player there's plenty of women that like you know coach men's basketball and stuff like that like it's totally like, you know what I mean? So I just want to throw that out there too, because I've seen criticisms about like them recasting women into roles that used to be like male driven uh, like series and stuff like that. And I just want to throw it out there that like, just because they're making those kind of changes doesn't always mean it's going to be bad. Like you should yeah. give it a chance. And I, and I think that Alex is a good character for the mighty duck. So I want to give her credit. I think they made the right choice of making Lauren Graham, the, the, you know, the actress, the lead, because, you know, she had experience with Gilmore Girls, uh, you know, here she's, she fits the kind of the mold of TV stereo, TV kind of archetype of fish out of water. I, I do like, I do like how she has developed over time and, you know, she showed that she did have a little bit of knowledge, a little bit more knowledge of hockey this season, but yes. she's still she's still learning she's still developing as that coach and I, I like her as the as the lead and I like how her relationship with you know coach Cole developed I like the development of the relationship between her and Evan because you know Evan is older now it's it's yeah if it, if it wasn't really obvious by you know just years and age that I think I think what the first season was filmed what 2019 early 2020 i know it was before that wasn't it before or during the pandemic no was it was it during because that's why bombay yeah, got yeah. sick yeah, yeah so it was 2020 during the pandemic when it was filmed and you could tell that this season was probably filmed like the end of 2021 early this year so yeah, you could tell there's all these kids are so much older, especially when I went back and watched season one. I was like, God damn, yeah, these all these kids look like they age about like five years instead of just it's been two years between the filming. But I like how you know Evan had was getting older, so the relationship between him and Alex changed. It's similar to the movies too, because like the way that those movies were spaced a couple years apart, like they always looked a lot older. Like most people, yeah. like if most people I, I talk to to this day think Mighty Ducks three they were in college. And I'm like, no, they were in like a like a high school, like a boarding, like a boarding high school. And they're like, but like the actors and actresses were older, you know. So it's like they, they you know. So it's um, now before we get into a few of like because there's a lot of positives about the show. Do you want me just to go ahead and just tell you the thing that bugs me the most about this whole season? Because yeah, I want to make right. sure I want to talk about this. Like I don't want to run out of time. Yes. There was one episode I talked I did I DM'd you about it as it happened, like when it happened. There was one episode. Okay. They made a terrible decision with the way that they titled it. It was episode seven, Spirit of the Ducks Part Two. Okay. Spirit, okay. So so as soon as he saw it, you were like, you were like, oh, here we go. Okay, so <laughs> season one, Spirit of the Ducks Part One was when like Averman and Connie and Gee <clears throat> and Fulton and all of them returned. 
And that was like Kenny Wu, and they're like in the in like the pizza place, and Kenny Wu's doing like the six glove shirt with the breadsticks, and they're looking at their old their old pictures. And I was like, and they do the quack 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 with the beers, and I'm and I'm just you know just cheering in my living yes, room. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Like great, I mean great. She's yeah. smiling ear to ear during that okay. episode. That was the best right. episode of season one. Yes, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, in season one was a great. Jeez. Yeah, like, we, we I would, I would, I would say it's comp- competition between Spirit of the Ducks and the finale. Agree, agree. Even though, you know, and I was saying it throughout this season. Too. Well, actually, we didn't talk until the season was over. But I was saying, I was like, this this thing, I know these movies, these, I know how this works too well because I've seen the movie so many times. I was like, this, this season is going to end with them becoming the Mighty Ducks. Like, mm-hmm. that's what this is all. Like, Bombay is getting his team back. Like, yeah. they're going to be the Mighty Ducks. And, and uh, they'll have to plan for the team name. I called like the whole thing, and but it was like I love that they played out like in wrestling. Even like I love, yeah. I like sometimes when it plays out, it just makes sense. Just do it. Um, now I got very excited for Spirit of the Ducks Part Two here in uh, in season two, and it was the biggest honey dick. Just like this, just this random douchebag who like who just works for the Mighty Ducks. So like the team. Alex contacts someone that Bombay. So we get so teased. This, the, it the, was a big tease at the end of, se- of episode six. They really episode was six, like, she, they was like, oh, here we go. She makes a here call like, like, hey, um, Coach Bombay gave me your number. We need help. And I'm like, this could be any of the ducks. This could be, this could be uh, Orion. This could be like, you know what I mean? This could be like anyone from like the old mighty, like anyone. And they get to the Anaheim Mighty Ducks uh, stadium. And this guy who's just like older than us is just some like giant nerd for the Mighty. So, so they're talking about the Mighty Ducks as if it was like a documentary or something. Like there, he's like, you know what I mean? He's like, oh man, I became a big fan of these kids, you know, when they did this. And And then what really, really, really fucking gets my blood boiling like it really pisses me off. <laughs> this guy shows them a knuckle puck one time. He's just like, "Hey, Russ Tyler, he was like this inner city kid. I don't know if he even explained it. But it was like this inner city kid who who joined the Ducks to help win them the Junior Goodwill Games, and he did it with this crazy shot called the knuckle puck, where you sit the side the puck That's up on his side. Exactly the story he told. Is it okay? Because I felt like I didn't just make that up, but I was like, I like, but I could have, you know what I mean? I'm just that's how much I care about this kind of shit. So like, so, <coughs> so he he and and so like you're sitting there watching it, and you're starting to tear up, and you're like, oh shit, Keenan's about to walk right into this room, or like right onto the ice, and like here it comes. Like this is this is like this is <laughs> oh, why we're watching here it this. Goes. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, like, I'm sitting there, like, in so much anticipation. I'm just like, when, like, when's Keenan coming? And they get onto the ice. Now, the funny thing is the best part of this whole season also happened in this episode, which we'll talk about. With yes. yes. But, yeah. but the all that happens is this douchebag just tells them all about his favorite kid hockey players, the mighty ducks and about this knuckle puck that was so successful that apparently nobody has ever used since, even though it was like obviously super, you know, practical and like everyone was doing it and it was like, it was a great idea. And all that happens is they just go into the ice and just start shooting knuckle pucks and making them. 
Like there was no one like really showing him what to, like Alex just like you gotta sometimes you just gotta put the puck on its side and do a little different and just like nails the knuckle puck and I was like, what the fuck was that? Like in D two like only only Russ Tyler could do could pull that off. And Alex he literally be- he literally didn't even do it with the how they were doing it with right, the, his right, shit was going the stick. He literally he turned the stick oh, as well. Right, Remember yes, he turned yes. the stick for the knuckle puck. As well, they're doing it with the regular regular stick, doing it like it was just anybody can do it. And even then, the the motion of it, like in the old in the old movies, the puck was going like up and down. And like I get it, like you probably CGI and whatnot, not as good or whatever. But like the, these knuckle pucks Should are be like better. Yeah, really. <laughs> so anyway, I so this this one guy who doesn't even like deserve the criticism is getting it because. They they just tried to like pass off some like replacement Mighty Ducks historian off instead yeah. of like giving us actual Mighty Ducks and having the nerve to call it Spirit of the Ducks Part Two. And, like you've set the bar in in season one of like we're gonna see OG Mighty Ducks if we call it Spirit of the Ducks. The only cameo we got from any OG characters this entire series this entire season was Fulton who we saw last season and Portman for half for half a second. And you only knew what was going on if you watched the movies. I mean, I get that's for us anyway. Yeah. But like, but it was like this, like, and that's the thing. No Bombay, no cameos, fucking honey dick move with this. That was that was a fucking honey dick move, which affects the entire rating of the season. Because 100%. they shouldn't have even named it that. They shouldn't have done the the big cliffhanger at the end of episode six for that payoff that lack of payoff that was just off that was so bad it was so bad yes now on the flip side the the best part of this season also happened in this episode and i know you tweeted about him and i want you to you set the stage but you know there is there are some there were some characters on this on in the in game changers that you know some of them just like the movies in season one you know um, in the, in the first movie, you know, all, you know, uh, Terry Hall disappears and, you know, like uh, Jesse yeah. disappears by the third movie. And like, there's certain characters that you know, fall off and stuff. So Lauren, and, Lauren dis- disappears, who was the girl with the cape and that was right. the bash sister with, with Maya. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you got also, um, I forgot, I forgot the dude with the hair that was doing the, yeah. uh, the, the, the cowboy tricks. He yes. was doing, uh, yeah. So he, he was, uh, yeah, the order up kid. Yeah, yeah, the pancake, yeah. the pancake yeah. kid, Logan, or, Logan. Yes, Logan. I don't know how I just remembered that. <laughs> Logan is no longer there. Uh, the the twins they brought towards the end of season one, they're no longer there as well. So it's mainly like the core group that was like originally recruited outside of Lauren. It's it's Ev- Evan, Sophie, Nick. Maya, Sam, and Coop are the then, ones course, that ones right. that go to uh, the camp. And it looks like Jace will either be a part of the team going forward if they like reunite, or maybe Jay. I, what I think is going to happen with Jace, and the reason that they like wrapped it up in a bow so well, and like why they don't necessarily need Coach Cole going forward if if Bombay returns, is like they left it open where it's like Jace is being recruited, things are good, he's playing good hockey again. Now he just kind of go off to play you know, in college or whatever, like, and he can stay in touch with the ducks, but like, he doesn't necessarily need to be a part of the ducks. Um, but, uh, but so that all said there, you know, when this started, it was, I was trying to find some, some characters 
in this new batch of ducks when I was like, okay, are, are any of these, these going to stand out to be like, cause like you got Evan and you're like, Evan's the new Charlie, but like, yeah, he, he is, he is a Charlie cloned out to a T right. Like, he, even, he even has the Charlie season one moment in this, in this season. Yes. With, so, the, with the final, with the final uh, solo shot. Of course. And you know, so like you have like you had that, and so like, but he, you know, potential. You're like Evan might become like a, like a like a elite level mighty duck. Like they're setting the stage pretty good for him. Um, there's some other characters like uh, uh, Coop, the goalie. Like obviously a, a, a Goldberg vibes in a lot of ways, but like yeah. definitely a lot different with like his singing and 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 that kind of and like kind of his personality. I, I think fits really well with the team. And there there are his personality there, bu- bounces off of people very well. I will yes. say. Yes. Um, you have, um, you know, you got, uh, <clears throat> you have, uh, Sophie who like, you know, I think is a really good character as well. Cause she's like super intelligent, has really strict parents, loves playing hockey, but also like wants like more than just hockey and stuff. So like there's, there's been good characters and but... they developed her character a little bit with her kind of trying to find herself, trying to be rebellious, breaking up with Evan and then getting with Jace and, yes. you know, how they, how they, uh, you know, Evan and Sophie, which I, I want to say that was a good decision because Evan and Sophie didn't have good chemistry as a couple. It just I agree. Didn't work. So that was a good decision that I think they made this season, even though, if you're a fan of Evan, he was taking L after L after L after L after L until the very final few minutes of this damn season. Yes. Like, like Evan was taking L on the ice, off the ice. So thankfully, they they gave him the last shot. But I think they developed Sophie's character very well, where she's she's not a very uh you know plain simple character. She's very complex, and I think though the relationship between Maya and Sophie, and then Maya interacting with different people, I think she stood up, standed out as becoming more of like a comic, a female comic relief for the show. I agree. I agree. Um. So like so you know so there's there's been some good characters but none of the people I've mentioned up to this point I would put on like like a uh, like a Mount Rushmore like you've said or like a, even like an elite level list like with like the elite elite ducks like that like an Adam Banks a Fulton Charlie level you know um, there is one character though that that has that has pushed his way up there um, and he's a character that has two moms. Who, who is just like the nicest kid of all time? <laughs> who is like the comic relief of the show? He's like the Averman, but like way more than that. Because like you know, it just, it's like he's like because Averman was just like the like the just the jokes. Like that was yeah. like he's like more... all the the comic relief characters from Mighty Ducks like rolled into one. He gives yes. you Averman vibes. He gives you Carp vibes from from yes. the first first uh you know Mighty Ducks. He gives you also Goldberg vibes at, at the same time. He's a loyal friend. He he's 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 uh, he's just a ama- he's a great uh, eye for talent in hockey as well. He broke down the whole camp to Alex, and you could see him at either having a future in commentary or he could have a future as a as a GM because he stepped up and took uh, I Iserman's place in the in the finals. Like Nick is just so well rounded that yeah, I think that he is like 
by far the best character that they've came up with in the first two seasons of Game Changers. And I think season two did a nice a, a nice job of giving him more layers of not just being the comic relief. Like we saw him and Evan go through some difficulty with Evan trying to focus more on getting better at hockey and at taking more of the focus off being a good friend. You saw him develop this sort of will they, won't they relationship with Maya throughout the season. You saw him you know, interact with everybody else and kind of run the camp at one point when he was considered the worst player. And then he was at one point, he was considered one of the best players because he ran his yeah. ass away from the camp. <laughs> Yo, Nick was saying they, they just gave him so many different stuff. And he was just the most interesting character that he's the one that benefited the most from not having someone like Bombay or any of the old characters, the spotlight became bigger for him and he stepped up to the plate. Yeah. I completely agree with everything you're saying, you know, and, and yeah, Nick is, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely, in my opinion, he's easily the best character in, in game changers. Um, he's kind of like, <clears throat> that probably wasn't even the plan when they started it. It's just that kid is just like knocking it out of the park with like just yeah. the way he's doing the character um and uh and yeah it's just it's funny because he's like the most like progressive character on the show as far as just like you know but i, I love it I, one, one thing i love i love about season one too is how like his, him having the two moms is never brought up as a thing it's just like always yeah. like he mentions it but nobody's ever like that's weird or like whatever you know what i mean it's just like no. totally which i think is great because like you need more of that in like in in just television and movies i think it just being totally normalized like that and uh so like I think I think his character is in all these layers, but he's he's like he's funny and he's a great character, but he's also like this character that's also like breaking barriers in a lot of ways. I feel like in like in like a children's show. Um, so yeah, yeah, Nick Nick's the man, and then of course like when he when he was rapping, doing like that freestyle, yes, in yes. In, in 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 the uh, in the Duck Stadium there before they got on the ice. That was like that was that was what cemented it. It was like. He's he's doing that rap and as he was doing that, I immediately I think I texted you right away. I was like, dude, Nick's the goat. Like this is like <laughs> this guy's awesome. Nick was just like, yo, that that rap. I was like, oh, bravo, sir, bravo, yes. sir. You cemented your spot at the top of the list among these kids. You're the best. You're the best character most uh you know well-versed character and they kind of put him into any type of story as we saw in season two and then the other character that could be on the goat level depending on what they do with him moving forward because the pop i had for coach t returning oh, coach yeah. t is up there i'm sorry <laughs> you need a good villain in these mighty ducks movies and Coach T is a, he can be among better than a lot of the other villains that we've had in the Mighty Ducks lore because he has this kind of vendetta against them and he lost the name for the, the big organization. So they, I like the, I like the fact that they brought him back and he was uh, the coach for Team Canada and then Team Canada using the flying V against the Ducks. That was a great little touch right there. So yeah, I love Coach T and I think they should keep bringing him back in different ways to be against the ducks yeah i like it because like he he cut evan he doesn't he really doesn't like evan really doesn't like alex and he was like basically shunned from the united states and had to go get work in canada and like so like th like these people have like ruined his life and that's who he winds up having to play this game against um also shout out to nick in that rap 
um like during that rap he rapped about the flying v and ducks flying together and stuff and i was yes. like this is like actually clever i like this i mean obviously like someone wrote it for him i'd assume i mean i if, if he wrote that himself he's he's absolutely the goat like he jumps everybody if he wrote that rap himself but like um but i, I caught that as he was saying that i was like oh he's talking about the ducks doing flying bees and and, and and ducks fly together and so i was like this is this is the best thing they've done all season like, so, um yeah, I, 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 I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Nick, and they really should push him as like the main character of the show, or you know, or how they do it. I think is really is done really well. He's basically the main character. He's like he, Evans. Like Alex is really the main character. Yeah, like Alex. Like, Alex is the the lead of the show. Then among the kids, it would be probably. I think. I think that he's Evan probably like third like, in import in importance, honestly, among the Evan, kids. Nick, and Sophie. Sophie. Sophie yeah. gets more more like camera time and more like storyline attention than Nick. But I feel like Nick has outperformed both of them, so he should get more story time and more focus in season three. Yes, and another thing, he got to call um that game and you know next to Rich Eisen, and it was just yeah. funny that they had Rich Eisen as a part of the show, and he. He was like so self-aware of like the whole situation he's like somehow i'm you know calling this game with the, the this this hockey league for for kids and then like even by the end of it he's like i just can't get enough of this apparently i'm i'm back for uh for more kids hockey like you know and then he uh she like chokes on like the popcorn or whatever to let nick call the game you know yeah. himself and stuff which i thought was cool and um and i also that was another just hilarious moment in the season when Nick goes in there and does his speech about not being able to play and the team's just like, okay, like, that's cool. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Cause yeah. I was, I was like getting, I was like, oh man, he can't play, but no, everyone, no soldier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, he's like, guys, what about like, you know, the, the we're not going to play without you. Like last, yeah, last remember, year. Remember last year yeah. with Sophie? We, yeah. put, we put the sticks in. And... Yeah, yeah, we all put the sticks in. Like, no, she doesn't play. None of us play. And, and like, and even in like, they didn't mention it, but even, you know, D2, the same thing happened with like Banks and Charlie and them having to make that decision of who was going to play with their extra roster spot. Cause now, <clears throat> now, uh, Keenan or, uh, Russ Tyler was, was on the, uh, was on the team. So yeah. like, um, but, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I thought that was so funny because he's like, and everything he said in the locker room about like, oh, but you guys aren't gonna put those six in for me, like, no, nothing about just shoot it up with Novocaine and get out there, like, like, and then like right when he goes to talk to Rich Rich Eisen, he's like, he says the same thing, and, and yeah. it's like that's exactly what I said, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like this is like that's really like this kid's great, like this so. Oh, and then shout out once again to Rich Eisen. Like, it's just so random that he was a part of this show. But, like, it adds more legitimacy to it because, like, who he is and everything. So, yeah. And also, uh, another uh, nitpick for season two. I had no interest in the other counselors getting together. I know that was, like, uh, a small – that was, like, a D-plot in, like, a couple of episodes. And I had no interest in the character and no interest in the assistant character as well because – she really didn't add anything to to the much so yeah i had no interest in that um trying to think what other stuff i was not interested at all uh i did like the 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 other player from team dominate the like the number one who was considered the number one 
uh, player, and then we find mm-hmm. out he's like a, also a passionate singer, like Coop. Right, uh, and he, he's, uh, his he's bro- brother. Fry's is, brother. Yeah. yeah, his brother yeah. is on uh, the Ducks as well. Fries. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that character too. That was actually that was one of my favorite parts of the season. Honestly, when they were around the campfire, and that's a that's an OG Ducks thing too. D two around the campfire after they win the Junior Gridwell game. Yep. And like so, uh, singing singing around a campfire. So like, <clears throat> but no, I I love that because like, uh, Coop is uh is like a is like afraid that he's gonna get beat up this whole time, and he's like singing with uh with fries, and then yeah, um, I can't think of the guy's name, but I know you're talking about the the number one player that like gets all buddy buddy with Evan and everything. Eventually, he's uh he's Coop's roommate um initially in the camp also. Yeah, he gets respect for Evan after Evan uh, earns captain for Team Dominate by sitting in the ice bath. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean that was, you know, I, but outside of that stuff, like I thought it was, uh, and that was a pretty good season. Like considering no Bombay, um, you know, and like how it ends and everything. Like of course, like you know, it ends with them all joining together, Team Dominate and the Mighty Ducks. Are you know they play as one as the Mighty Ducks, you know, which is very it's a very corny Disney like Mighty Ducks way of doing it. Like where Coach Cole just out of nowhere is like, all right, let's all get together and you know what? We're gonna play as the Mighty Ducks. Just like, yeah, we're all the ducks, you know. Yeah, even these kids who have no like link to the Mighty Ducks from like all over the country are like now they're like, yeah, cool, we're the Mighty Ducks now. It's like, but okay, like that wouldn't mean anything to most people, but it's you know. Once again, they were they were in a in a really tough spot without having Bombay this season. So like I think the fact that Coach Cole was as good of a character as he was, Alex, I think, did a really good job like staying as like you know the lead of the show and like keeping things going. And uh I think the kids, you know, they did a good job too. I think I you know, there the one I guess one other criticism I would have is there isn't a whole lot of like actual hockey in these like in in like the yes. movies like a, a big chunk of the movie would be like them playing these games and like the drama of that that seems to be like really 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 secondary in game changers where it's really more about the and when you think about it it's crazy we've seen these kids way more screen time than we ever saw the ones in the movies because yeah we're just the three movies that were like an hour and a half long or whatever so like um so yeah, there's there. This is a different thing. You have to do a lot more character development. You can't just show them playing games over and over because that's gonna get old. But like, um, I just want to throw that out there too. I've noticed that there's not a, like this season. There wasn't a whole lot of actual hockey, but it really was more about like the camp and the stories anyway. So like, I I get that. But even in season one, it was kind of the same except for like right. the, the the middle the middle portion of the season when Bombay starts getting involved. Then we start seeing like a little bit more of the kids kind of learning the game. And then towards the end of the season, I think they did a better job in season one of like towards the middle and end of the season, putting more of a focus on hockey and creating kind of the drama through that. And I think they need to do that more. A great a great revival series that does the, the the nice big finale that focuses on the main thing is Cobra Kai with like you know season four with the big all valley uh finals and stuff like that they they have that where they focus on the thing where you 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 don't need all the dialogue and all the story you could just focus on the thing for a while and have drama within that yeah so yeah you know overall you know and there were there was some other stuff throughout the season, of course. That was like, 
you know, m- most of it was pretty good though. I mean, it was a it was a predictable story, but it, once again, this is like a kid show. Like it's you know, and so that's okay, you know. And like once again, there there was there was only there was limits to what they were going to be able to do and not do with like the the kind of the the cards they were they were handed. Um, yeah. You know, they almost at one point traded their kids too, which I thought was like that was kind of weird. Like when they got to that point, I was like, you just like made this big breakthrough with your kids, and now you're gonna try to trade them. Um, but uh, but yeah, well, overall, what would you like? What would you rate the season out of like ten? Out of ten, I would go six out of ten. I would go a six out of ten for the season. I think for season one, I gave it like a seven out of ten, maybe a seven and a half out of ten. And but season two is a firm six out of ten. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Um, I'd probably, I mean, yeah, I might even go like six point five seven. I mean, I don't. It, once again, it wasn't a bad show. I think season one was closer to like an eight for me, like an eight to a nine, just because like they actually they brought back old ducks. We saw Bombay again. I didn't like that he was so down, down, down and out, and like so disgruntled and stuff. That was my drunk. biggest, biggest nitpick. That that story mate would have would have made more sense with like a Charlie being in the Bombay role. But Bombay, we've already seen him learn these lessons, and now we have to see him learn them again. Even right. though I think they had a good explanation for everything, it was just like. No, you're kind of really now repeating the same story with the same exact character. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And now the big question is, you know, will they get picked up for a season three? Um, I think if they can get Bombay back, they absolutely should do that. Um, I am worried, though, because I know that there's like a lot of shows that aren't getting renewed and aren't getting and then are getting cut because there's like been a lot. Of, I guess like, man, I don't really follow this stuff, but I think Disney's had like a lot of management change and they're trying to save money and stuff like that. Um, from what I understand, but I could be wrong about that. My, I Disney think is with a lot of focus as far as like their series on like Marvel. Okay, like Marvel series. Right. So, so and I, I think it took about probably about three, three, four solid months probably before they announced season two of Game Changers. So, like, I don't expect them to make like a, a decision publicly soon. I just hope that there was enough support, and I hope that if if the numbers are down or they're lower than what they expected for the season, they understand that a lot of that is people, I guarantee you a big chunk of their fan base just didn't watch when they found out Bombay wasn't a part of it. So like, yeah. you know, if, if they can get him back and especially if they can show some sort of teaser of like him and Charles, that's the thing. Just get, I wouldn't feel strongly about this at season one, not, not straight up said it, but like, yes, when when Bombay is with the old ducks and and I think it was Fulton brings it up, he's like, Hey, you and Charlie had a big falling out. Like he said that like y'all don't even talk anymore and stuff. And Bombay was like, Charlie said that? Like like, like almost like he had been like trying to like, you know, mend things with them and like he can't yeah. believe he was even talking about him. And and it's like, okay, so like we have to get the moment where Charlie and Bombay reconnect. Like it has yeah, to reconcile, yeah. So um, season three, even if season three is one episode, here's the thing. Here's the other thing. They don't even need to do a season three. Just do D4. True. You know what I mean? At you this can, point, at this yeah. point, you could do it now. Like, yeah, just, you've just established who these kids are. Yeah, you've you, Do an hour and a half long, two hour movie and just, and you can mix old ducks into that and wrap, put a bow on the story. Like, you're just making a movie. You don't have to do a whole 10 episode season. Like, you know, so... 
I think it's a pretty good idea. I would. Be I that. think I that is. Scared. I think that's a great idea. Made for Disney Plus. Just put it out there. You've established the kids. Maybe it's uh, them going to the Junior Goodwill Games. Why not? And yeah. then, then it brings back Bombay. You could have Coach Cole there with, with Jason Canada on, uh, on another with team. Coach T, T, yeah, team yeah, Canada. Like, dude, you, yeah. you could have. I don't know if uh if Wolf the Dead and San, Dennis Sanson still alive, but like, dude, imagine if like he popped up with like Team Iceland now. Like awesome. how how awesome that would be! But have like them, have the have the uh, re meet each other, uh, Bombay and him. That would be great. yeah, that'd be awesome. Bombay is like still owe me a beach ball. Oh. <laughs> great stuff! Great callback! Yeah. Great line! There you go. You're we're writing it for you. God yeah. damn! But there's like, so much stuff to do. But they, you know, they 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 like made friends by by the end of D two. So it'd be kind of cool if like. The story wasn't even like that they were all like at odds with one another. Like imagine if they did, because I had heard the rumors for D3 initially before they changed it to like a high school thing. Initially, they were going to go back to the Goodwill games and the Ducks were going to get eliminated early. Like I've I've heard like the, I think like Steve Brill and like the directors and stuff have talked about this. The the original plan was the Ducks getting uh, eliminated, like I think early from the Goodwill games and then them actually training, training along with, um, I didn't press that. I got to walk out of here. And, oh, Jeremy's the worst timing ever. Um, but uh, but they they oh actually actually the best timing ever. If y'all want to stay on here for a while, because I have to bounce. Hi. What's up, man? Okay, so I was literally about to walk out of here. I know, um, I know. I was just. I'm not gonna keep you guys too long. I haven't actually even watched it. Jensen, finish, finish. Okay, okay. So um, but I I heard that the original the original D three was gonna be that they were going to help iceland win the goodwill games like they were going to train with them because like they had like basically the the story was they made they made friends after d2 everything's cool there was like a friendly rivalry in d3 ducks get eliminated iceland's like and there's like a powerhouse team like canada that iceland can't beat so like the ducks and iceland like train together and like they actually help them get good enough to like win the game and that's kind of how the ducks win is like showing like even though we were enemies before we could be, we helped our old enemies. Like, you know, because we're not enemies anymore. Like it was, it was like going to be some sort of story like that. Um, it's basically the plot to Rocky four. I mean, yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So or Rocky three, Rocky, three. right. Rocky three. So, so um, just that, that all being said, you know, I think it'd be cool if they did something like that. Like I, I, they should do a D four with these kids bring back Bombay. You can even have coach Cole coach like a team or something. I don't know. Like you, there's yeah. a way to do it where you bring back like coach Cole, coach TA coach Orion, all yeah, coach Orion, you bring back all the old coaches. And it's just like, that would actually be a great movie. Um, so anyway, that's my idea. Jeremy, anything you want to, you would like to say to me before I have to get out of here. Uh, I love you, Steven Jensen. That, that's oh. all. And thank you always for all your hard work. I, I know I put you over on Twitter yesterday and I, I owe you a, a even nicer text message, but you, you rule. And I appreciate all the, the hard work you do for overbooked, especially all the spotlight stuff. And, you know, one day I hope you can quit your shoot job and we can just make wrestling content together. Appreciate that, man. I've gone in waves. Like I've done, there was about like a four year period where I, I pretty much just did. Well, but I also, I was getting a lot more editing work. That was a big part of it was like, I could, I could supplement video editing along with the pro wrestling stuff and I could make, make it all work together. Um, yeah. I mean, it'd be cool to be able to get back to doing like full time type of stuff with this, but my shoot job, I can't really complain either. I make good money. I'm able to ball out on. I mean, I just bought two pairs of Griffies. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, 
But anyway, I'll uh, I'm out of here. See you guys. Good, good to see both y'all. And bye, uh, buddy. Me and the SP3 will be back here sometime, probably before the end of the month, uh, to talk about either Degrassi or some sort of '90s thing or movie or something. So, uh, yeah, and you guys feel free to, you know, go as long as you'd like. We'll, we'll just turn this. We'll turn this into the by Jensen. We will, we'll bye, turn Jensen. this into the uh, original FMC SB3 when it was on a Friday. Oh, remember? Now, yes. Now it's on a, <laughs> then it was on a Monday. Now it's on a Tuesday. I feel like every day of the week we have done an episode of FMC, except for maybe Thursday because I was doing the spotlight always on, on Thursdays, but yes, it is, it is done every single day of the week. I'm pretty sure because of schedules and, and all that fun stuff. So SB3, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I, I feel like this is like a full circle day because I, you know, I, I did a Mighty Ducks podcast with Jensen again. That's how I first met him. And it was with you and Joe. Now I'm with you right here. And then I'm going to be on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel with Joe later. So this is like this is like a full circle day of Mighty Ducks. Very nice. Tell him I said hi. Tell Joseph that I said hi. I hope he's doing well. Uh, I don't really have anything to add to the Mighty Ducks discussion. I've not watched all of, of season season two because shameful. I know, I know. It's it's bad. I've watched like two episodes, maybe three. It's yeah. I gotta catch up. I really do have to catch up. But what can you do? Uh, was it good? Like thumbs up, thumbs down. What I gave it, it a uh, six out of ten. Okay. All right. It was, it was it was it was okay. It was okay. Nick was the highlight. Nick is a goat character now yeah. in, in Mighty Ducks Laurel because he's just hilarious. And now there's so many other things they can do with him and they did with him in this season. Uh, Coach T is awesome and they need to bring him back more. Uh, and Alex, Alex is good for the the lead the lead role. That's like my my biggest uh, takeaways from season two. All right. Well, I, at some point I will watch it and we'll talk about it on FMC and people can hear my review three months later on. Uh, I don't have it again. I don't have anything to add. I just came here to say hi to my two pals. I'll wrap up the show. SP3, plug, plug anything you want to plug. Follow me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3 and follow me at True Hill Heat YouTube channel. We're going live at 12.05 p.m. Eastern time. Myself and Joel Holbert of the Late Night Grin. We're going to be previewing ROH Final Battle 2022. So join us over there. There you go. Go go support SP3 and all the great work he is doing. Guys, thanks everybody for watching. I hope it was enjoyable. I assume it was considering the two people who were part of the stream. Bye, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your Friday.